welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Pixelated Sausage Show. Hi, 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 hi. I am, of course, your host, Mark Kuzhness. Today, this is going to be, this is probably going to be a very short show. I'm recording this in the middle of the night. I am tired. I don't want to be here. I haven't really played much of anything or watched much of anything. I don't know what I'm going to talk about. I didn't even write a list of the stuff that I should be talking about. So we are just going to wing it. That's that's how it's going to be. Do I say anything else in the intro usually other than, hey, I'm me, hi, and all that jazz? But uh, before I get on to the usual crap of what I've been watching and what I've been playing, I am a big-time Plex user. I am very anal about the organization of my Plex server and customizing every poster and formatting them so they all have the same overall look and aesthetic. So I give them all these very specific and same size white borders. They're all the same size. They're all under a certain design guide so that they look like they all belong together. And I just realized it was brought to my attention. I guess this was added in August of last year that they added support for multiple editions. If you are a Plex Pass user, I got the lifetime pass a few years ago. They have that on sale every year around Black Friday and such. And for a while now, I've been simply taking multiple editions of a movie. And by editions, I mean director's cut, theatrical cut, extended cut, unrated cut. For stuff like Blade Runner, you have the work print, the international cut, the director's cut, the final cut, and the theatrical cut. I think that that's all of them. So there are five cuts for that. And I would take what is considered to be the the preferred cut in most cases I would go with whatever the creator considers to be the the right cut but in some cases I use my own personal opinion to override that like with Leon the Professional he prefers uh, Luke Besson I believe that's the, the director uh, of that he prefers the director's cut which you would assume that in most cases the director would prefer the director's cut. And in most cases, the director's cut is the better cut. Kingdom of Heaven being the most glaring example of that. But if you've seen Leon the Professional, it's got some issues. It's got some creepy vibes to it. The director's cut really emphasizes and makes it extra creepy and extra pedo and weird and fucking great if you're an anime fan I bet the Japanese people as a whole love that cut you fucking weirdos with your questionable relationships I don't like how weird it makes the Natalie Portman Jean Renault relationship so the theatrical cut is the one I prefer and, and there I will use my discretion to say that's the better cut. That is the preferred cut. But now with the 
advent of multiple edition support, I can separate all of these various editions of the movies I have multiple editions of into their own thing, and they will show up on my Plex server in the library as their own separate versions. What I wish was different and what I would like to see in a future update, I don't know if they are planning it, but what I would really like to see is instead of the way it works now, which is that they all show up in your library as separate versions, that they would still, because the way I had it is that I had them all, the additional uh, additions in an other folder, which is one of the ways of, of handling extras for movies and special features that you have. And I would have them all in the other folder. And then you would pick a movie. You you would select a movie and get to the, the, the page for it. And then in the other section, you'd have all these other editions. The way it works currently with multiple editions is that they all have their own individual pages. That's a little annoying to see Alien, Alien, or not, in, in this case, it'd be Blade Runner, Blade Runner, Blade Runner, Blade, you know, five different Blade Runners. That's a bit clunky and cluttered, cumbersome. And what I would like, because if you go to these individual pages for the various editions, it'll show you at the bottom below the description and the review uh, roundup other editions of that movie so then it'll have you it'll show you a list i just want that list section i want there to be a way for me to sort it so that the whatever you could just have it be where the theatrical cut is the main edition and then on the landing page you'd get all the various editions below it in that section so i, I don't like the way it clutters the library exactly but that annoyance aside i think it is a nice addition and hopefully they add some more support they're they're not in my experience plex is not the greatest at updating things and in, in a timely manner they'll get around to things eventually and there are certain things that they should already have like they're they can drag their feet with certain things but uh that'll be annoying to update my library i don't know how many some of the things to the, the most annoying thing is that I, i'll have to find separate posters for all of these additions and in some cases that's fine but certain older movies or whatnot it's going to be a little annoying just because I want all the posters to look good and with some movies I'm not sure if there are enough good looking posters to have a unique poster and have them all be good looking posters as well I'm thinking more so to the older Jackie Chan uh, movies like Dragons Forever or Armor of God and stuff like that where I have three cuts maybe for those movies uh, and I don't know if there are even three really unique posters so 
we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. We're, we're playing it by ear. But that's been the most exciting thing to happen, which just happened hours ago at the time of this recording, since the last episode of the podcast. In terms of what I've been watching, I have watched a few more episodes of Voyager, and I realized, I realized what my problem with Voyager is. It doesn't add anything new to the Star Trek universe. The original series, The Next Generation, and Deep Space Nine, they all added something unique to the Star Trek universe. They all had their own identity. They felt different. They felt like their own show with their own focus. Voyager feels like a fucking bad Next Generation ripoff. It just... And I I don't know because I, I haven't looked into it or anything, but... I'm not sure if Deep Space Nine at the time of its airing was on the less popular side. I feel like it was because that's the one I remembered the least about when going back and rewatching the shows. I, I don't remember people being that excited about it or showing a lot of love for it. It seems like it's gotten a lot of love since and it's considered by many to be one of the best series, if not the best. But during its actual airing and coming off of the next generation it might have been a poor performer and that might be why with voyager they felt the need to try and recapture the next generation and the success of it and what people loved about it it feels like it's just doing the same thing and just worse and on every front paris fucking annoying character makes riker seem like an absolute sweetheart. I, I love Riker compared to him. And and just everyone feels like a lesser version of their next generation equivalent. Or in some cases, the Deep Space Nine equivalent, where you have the whatever dude who is the Quark-like, and I fucking hate that guy. I've watched nine episodes, too. So I've watched a fair amount of the first season, and haven't enjoyed a single second of it. Which is, it, it, and I, I think it really does come down to the fact that it, it isn't adding anything unique or new or anything noteworthy whatsoever. It's it's not, it's a, it's a why series. Why do you exist? And it's not providing me with a single answer, not even a hint of an answer, not even a taste of something to happen down the line. I read that it is somewhat of a return more to the episodic nature. There are serialized aspects, but it doesn't feel like it's going to be the same as with Deep Space Nine. But it's I it's crazy to think with how much I've gotten into deep not Deep Space Nine, but into Star Trek and how much bad I've powered through that Voyager could be so bad or so pointless, worthless that I don't find any value in continuing. It's crazy. It's crazy. So I may, after taking a little bit of a break, jump to Enterprise and see what I, I feel about that. And I may come back to Voyager at some point, but... Voyager is not the bottom of my list. 
and I don't think I am going to be missing out on anything substantial story-wise that I need to watch before watching a different series. So that's where I fall on the Voyager front. And then I watched Tron Legacy today after giving the original Tron another go. Don't like that movie. It's weird and it's not fun. It should be fun, that type of movie, the whole setup and everything. It should be way more fun than it is, and it's zero fun. There's no music in it. Maybe it's after fucking 40 minutes. It's surprisingly empty and void of coolness. And I haven't I haven't seen Tron Legacy since it originally came out. But all I remember about it, really which I think is what a lot of people take away from that movie, is the incredible soundtrack, the incredible score from Daft Punk. In rewatching it, I think it is just a legit good movie that doesn't require any nostalgia or love for the original movie. It is just a very, not very, it's a good time. It is a good time. The soundtrack does, and the end score pulls a lot of the weight. Um... I, I do like the soundtrack as well. The licensed music they do have here and there, I think, fits the scenes they're in. And it's, just, it's a fun movie. My only negative point or, or thing I don't like about it, one, there are two things that are bad about it. One, and this is something everyone can agree on, the, the technology forward at the time was clearly not there they should have rethought things and done some kind of hybrid or just have them be old and just accept that as a thing or whatever the the de-aged jeff bridges looks fucking awful and i wish they would remaster the movie pull the last of us part one and remaster that shit to make it look better because it looks fucking terrible. I'm sure there are YouTube videos of deep fakes that have fixed it and made it not look like horrible, horrible, horrible dog shit that it is, but it looks awful. It, I, I, Looking at it, I remember thinking that back then and watching it now, I don't know how anyone thought it, it was good enough it, it's fucking horrible and then two I hate Jeff Bridges personality in the movie it doesn't feel like it belongs His and I'm talking about old Jeff Bridges playing the dude essentially from the Big Lebowski it's weird not good weird I don't actively dislike it bad weird but I just I don't like it weird. Whereas Michael Sheen, is that the name of the actor who plays the, the club owner? Small role relatively. <laughs> that's that's good weird. That is good weird. I don't think, uh, I've talked with Angie about the movie a few times. I don't think the club scene is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen on film or anything. But... It is a fun, ridiculous scene. And he's just, he is loving every second of it. And I'm loving it too. But I, I enjoyed Tron Legacy. 
I think it is a good movie. It's an entertaining movie. It sounds amazing and looks amazing. I have not seen it in 3D. I never will because the only way I'll see Tron Legacy in 3D is if I ever go out and visit Enchi and watch it at his place in his little home theater because I don't have any kind of 3D setup and I'm not fucking getting a 3D setup to watch it in 3D. But I do feel confident Tron Legacy would make for very good 3T, 3T, 3D viewing. And it also got me thinking about how I really enjoy John Carter. And I just want to say to anyone who has not seen John Carter, if you haven't, give it a go. It's a fun time. I, I've seen John Carter five times, so... I enjoy it quite a bit. I think it is a fun adventure movie. I have no history with the source material, so I don't have that as a reason why I might like it. I just think it's a fun movie. It's a good movie. My, my one issue with that is I don't think the female lead is a good actress. She played Logan's love interest in X-Men Origins, Wolverine, she was in some other stuff, I think, too. I don't, I don't, I've never particularly liked her. So that's, she's not horrible in it. She's fine, but there, there could have been better options. But that's pretty much it in terms of what I've been watching. As far as, you know, not creating a list and having nothing to go off of. Uh, what I've been playing, not much. Animal Crossing. Jumping in there every day to just do some daily stuff, but I'm pretty checked out already. I paid off my second loan on my house, so I'm going to get a bigger room, which, uh, whatever. I got Nook's Cranny just today. I got the museum, and I I feel nothing for it. It's, it's really sad. But I finally got around to River City Girls 2. And if you've I forgot, I remembered I wanted to check to see the episodes of Attack the Backlog to see if I played River City Girls 1 before Streets of Rage 4. But if, if you've watched that episode of Attack the Backlog for River City Girls 1, you know that I was not a fan of it. I was very disappointed in it. It, I, I thought the original looked amazing, sounded amazing. But in terms of playing it and the balance, difficulty balance as well, was not a fan. I was really, really hopeful about River City Girls 2. I was going into it with the most open mind possible, hoping to love it, wanting to love it, because I love beat-em-ups. I genuinely love the genre. I don't think it's too shallow. I think they are still fun. I'm also a fan of the Musou games, the Dinosaur Wars games. So I do like that kind of repetitive, simple action. But I love beat-em-ups. And, and I was excited. I was hopeful. I was really, really wanting to see River City Girls to change my opinion on the series. Because I also wasn't a fan of Zero. Which I, I more so because I did not know it was what it was, and I wouldn't like any game in that style. 
but I've played it for an hour and I got to, to the, maybe not even an hour, but I, I got to the, the first boss in River City Girls 2, died a few times and realized at that point, I'm just not having any fun with this game. I, I don't like it. I'm not sure if it's been updated to fix the performance issues I'm playing on the Xbox Series X. It in no way feels unplayable, which I think is what a lot of people said about it initially, that it was that poor of a performance, but it does feel extra sluggish. It, I re-downloaded the first game to compare and contrast the two, and it's not a drastic difference between them, but it does feel a bit more sluggish, a bit slower, a little bit less responsive, and I don't know if that was me by osmosis thinking, oh, I remember hearing people talk about the performance with the second one, and oh, that's that's what's going on here, or if it's that it's actually that way, or if it hasn't been updated yet, or, or was but not completely. I, I don't know. All I know is that my feeling while playing it was that this feels a little bit off, a little bit off, but not not completely different from the the first game. In that, it still doesn't feel good. I was. I shouldn't have been surprised, but it really just is more River City Girls. And for the vast majority who love that original game, that's a great thing. That is going to be a great thing. But for me, I just could not get into it. I don't like the way it feels. I realized way more this time than with the first one that I do not like this open world structure. I enjoy collecting the money and being able to buy stuff at shops and upgrade or, or, or purchase new moves. I think it's stupid that, I'm sure it worked this way in the original too, but you'd think maybe they would change it for this second one. I don't like that in the dojo where you can purchase new moves, you can't test them out first. They don't even show you the controls or anything about them, you just, you fucking buy them and then you'll unlock them and you'll be able to use them in the game. That just seems weird to me that I can't test them out before committing a fair amount of money to these various moves. But I prefer if if you're going to do something like this to have it set up like uh, Scott Pilgrim where it's still level based and you have your overworld but instead of it being all this connected thing where you have to travel and go do, in some cases, kind of backtracking and take a long way to get to something. It's just tedious and doesn't add anything to the experience other than extra steps and forcing you to go through levels and environments that you don't really want to go through, but you have to. There's, because I, I think the first one had a fast travel system at bus stops, and I'm sure this probably will work that way. The more you play but I just prefer the more traditional simple setup of an overworld or a strict linear level based system like Streets of Rage 4 I don't need you to 
overcomplicate the structure of levels and the world and all that in a game. It, it's a fucking beat em up. You, you, you know, like it, it can be it can be simple. And this could also be a way of justifying, you know, you make it feel bigger and open and my hair is a freaking mess on mess, but a way to justify the high price tag of $40, which is a lot, uh, especially when you look at stuff like the, what is it? Shredder's Revenge. What is that? 25? Maybe it's 30, but I think it's 25. Streets of Rage 4, I believe was 25. And of course you can get that on sale regularly you have the cowabunga collection which you can get a whole bunch of games but as scott pilgrim i think is 15 it's just it's a lot to ask for a game of this ilk where i think the content is there it just is a lot of content that I wish was not there. I wish they'd remove some of this content and, and lower the price. I got a code for it, so it's not something that really concerns me, but I think a lot of people going into it, looking at that price tag, it's going to be hard to pull that trigger unless you love the first game and, and are very confident you're going to love the second. It, the positives I'll say about it is that it still looks great. It's not an improvement over the original at all. Maybe some of the animations are a bit nicer. But it it doesn't look any different from the first game, which isn't a bad thing. It just is a, okay, there's no improvement to lighting or additional color. It's just, it, it, it looks exactly like the first game. First game looks amazing. This looks great too. The The music is very good, but the title song at the very least is nowhere near. It's good. It's good. But the title song for the first game, it's one of the best pieces of video game music I've maybe ever heard, period. But at least of the last thing, I fucking love that song. I don't I don't know the lyrics I don't so I don't want to sing I realized when I started doing the humming and shit I was like I should I should really be singing this but I also don't want to sing it so it just came across as like I I undersold the shit out of that just google idle song turn up your your earphones and, and go Oh, that's good stuff. Okay. Okay. But, uh, yeah, it's, I, I just, I, I, I am, I'm really disappointed with it. I think if you really like beat-em-ups, you probably have already played all the other ones, but if not, do play Shredder's Revenge. It, this makes me appreciate Shredder's Revenge more. If you skip the Cowbunga collection, go get that and fucking enjoy the shit out of Hyperstone Heist. It's better than Turtles in Time. One of the best beat em ups ever made. Play Streets of Rage 4 again. Some ones that you may have missed that I, I, I fucking praise this game whenever I get the chance to because I don't know how many people actually played it. And I'm sure there are many who have missed it. 
However, it's been on sale a lot of times for really, really cheap. So I would like to think that has brought in a, a vast majority and anyone who is a fan of the genre. Nine Monkeys, is it of Shaolin? But it might be from Shaolin. I think it's of, regardless, Nine Monkeys, something Shaolin, fan-fucking-tastic, looks great, super satisfying combat, great effects, fantastic, 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 fantastic. Scott Pilgrim's still solid uh, with great music, but unless unless you really love the first game i i even if you're you're kind of curious in two and never played the original wait for the original go on sale pick that up first instead it's ten dollars cheaper msrp so only only check out river city girls 2 if you love the first game and feel that confident you'll love the second i'd say sadly because i was really hoping to, to see the light with this one and the other thing i played in any significant way is synth riders i finally finally put my oculus quest headset my oculus quest 2 headset to use again returning to vr it's been a long while uh, i haven't had the motivation it's been exhausted with life stuff as well but i've been wanting to get around because i got the recent DLC from the developers and everything. And man, oh man, that, that game is just so good. It is still my favorite VR game. I think it is fantastic. I don't know. I'm not sure how well it's done. I think it's sold pretty well, but I think people still look at stuff like Beat Saber, really just Beat Saber as that pinnacle for rhythm VR games. And I admittedly haven't played Beat Saber in a very long time and only played it a little because I thought it was such a subpar experience to Synth Riders the first time I played it. Synth Riders to me is the best. I think the note mapping is so well done and fits the music so well gets you into songs and music you may otherwise not jive with just because the mapping is that good and gets your body to move along with the music in such a way that you're just going to get into it even if you, you may not like the music by itself the game makes the game lifts up music it's just it's it's so good I, I love the hell out of it. I play the, the newest music pack, the Groove's Essential one, and I think of that bunch, Runaway by Bruno Mars. I think it's called Runaway. That was my favorite. I, I thought that one was really well done. No, no, no special song in that pack. I don't know if they've had another one since the last time I talked about the, the game, which is a long time ago. But I'm talking about they did one for Muse, and then I forget the other artists. They've done a few of them where they, I think they did some for The Offspring, maybe? But uh, where they, they handcraft these really cool experience 
levels for certain songs. But Synth Riders is just fantastic. It's fan, 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 freaking fantastic. But that's pretty much it in terms of what I've been playing and all that jazz. So let us answer a few Patreon questions and then call it a show. All right? I don't care if you said, no, I don't want you to do that. It is too fucking bad, buddies. So we've got... <laughs> oh, yeah. Romanchi, are there any... AGDQ runs this week you're looking forward to. If you don't know what AGDQ is, it's Awesome Games Done Quick. It is a charity event where people speedrun games and, and for this particular one, because there are a few that happen throughout the year, some are with bad games, some are with awesome games like this one, because this is Awesome Games Done Quick. That's what the AG is in, in this one. And the thing is, Enchi, I actually do not enjoy watching speedruns. I really love the event from a, this is great, the cause is great, the money they raise is unbelievable, they do so much good, love that, but the actual act of watching speedruns isn't really my thing. Part of it is that, as we all know, I have a series about getting through my backlog. I care a lot about that. And I care a lot about avoiding spoilers whenever possible. I am not such a stickler that if something happens, I'm going to get really upset about it. But if I can personally avoid it, I will. So, and I, I am under no illusion that I will ever actually uh, be able to get through my backlog with how big it is. And just, there's always new stuff coming out. But... With a lot of games, for instance, I only recently, what, a few years ago, finally played through The Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past. That is a very popular game that is speedrun. Uh, people will speedrun the base game, no modifiers. People will do hacks. They'll do audience interaction stuff or like chat interaction things. There are a whole bunch of different ways in which people speedrun that game, only doing this or 100% or lowest percentage or whatever. Very, very cool. Very cool. Love that people love it. But prior to me playing the game, I don't want to watch someone, and this is uh, the case with any uh, situation like this, I don't want to watch a speedrun of a game I've never played. One, I don't think I'll be able to get as much out of that experience because I won't really understand what I'm seeing and what's so incredible about this particular thing they're doing unless the commentary is that good, which I think is the case in, in some instances. But also, I don't, I don't want to spoil the game up for myself. That said, I will, and I am 100% open to any links or speedruns after the event's over that people say, this is a really, really great speedrun. Everyone should check this out, so on and so forth, etc. So for anyone, but Enchi as well, if there's a speedrun you think is really, really good and you think I should check out, let me know and I'll check it out unless it's a game I haven't played and I, I still want to stay uh, relatively free of spoilers for it. But the example I have to, uh, that I always go back to is the, the speedrun of, I think it was the Fallout series as a whole, so Fallout through at the time it would have been 
four or so from Tomato Anus or whatever his name is. I loved that speed run. One, I had experience with a fair amount of games, Fallout 3 forward. I had experience with those games. So I had that to, to, to latch onto. But more so than that, and this is where I would also ask Enchi or anyone, let me know about specific speedrunners who are very, very good at commentating and inviting the viewer in and explaining what they're doing in a way that is accessible and also entertaining. He is, his commentary for that particular speedrun is so good. I think if anyone is maybe curious about speedrunning and watching speedruns, that is and, and always will be the one I would recommend to anyone. I don't think you need any experience with the series to get anything out. He's, he's just fucking entertaining, informative. It's just, it's just like the perfect speedrun. It's just, it's fucking, it's so good. But yeah, I, I, I haven't even looked at the schedule. I just, I like it conceptually. And then from Jedi, what's a limited uh, edition console you wish you could have gotten? This is easy for me. Uh, I've said this before numerous times. I'm still bummed about it. I, I would have loved to have gotten the, I believe it was the 20th anniversary PlayStation 1 PS4. That, that, it's, it's, it's only, a, it's a great console, but it, it, it's so nice. And I wish that wasn't such a weird limited thing that they made so few of and released it, sold it in a way that, <laughs> oh, all right, that, that was gone fast. This was gone before I even knew it, it was a thing. That, that's the console that I would have loved. I, I legit wish I, I owned. I thought the... Xbox One S Minecraft console was super fucking cool and I would have gotten it if it was an Xbox One X but I wasn't about to buy a less powerful system just because I thought it looked cool especially when it was as expensive as it was and that's that's pretty much it I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I want I I missed out on the Pokemon Red and Blue new 3DS, the domestic version, but I did get the, I do own the, I think it's the Singapore version, which is how I got that one, which is fine. The only problem with that is it has the older displays and not the, the fancy British displays, but I, I don't, I don't think the old regular displays look that bad, so I don't really care. But I think that's the way in which those versions are different. Not that all of them are the same, even for the domestic release. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's it regarding all that. So uh, that will do it for this episode of the Pixelated Sausage Show. Once again, I am Marcus Nez. Y'all can find me pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. 
If you'd like to see all my links of import and whatnot, you can go over to pixelatedsausage.com slash PXS to get them all there. And if you enjoy this here show or any of the stuff I do and what have you, you can go over to patreon.com slash PXS to support me and my nonsense that away. What do you get for your support? You get the, the pleasure of knowing you're supporting a small creator who is putting out stuff you enjoy and and not breaking the bank to do it. A buck or two or three a month is more than enough. But if you do decide to back at the $3 or higher tier, you get access to the fancy schmancy private Discord channels as well as the question mark Discord channel, which is where you can ask me questions that I'll answer on this show. Or if I think it's a shitty question or not good enough, I'll answer it on the Discord. Or maybe not at all. If that happens, you know it's a bad fucking question. Uh, like, for instance, this week, uh, or this, uh, this is the last episode, there are a few questions that I just answered on the Discord because I didn't have a good answer here. Like, what my favorite episode of The Simpsons is. I don't fucking watch this show anymore. I haven't thought about this show really in any significant way for a very long time. I don't fucking know. So I answered there. And then I was also asked about my favorite Bluey character outside of the main four. I don't fucking know any of the other ones. I don't remember any of them. I don't. Re I barely remember the main four. I love that show, but I've seen it one time and I haven't revisited it. And I, I can't recall shit. I'm horrible at recalling shit. So that that's what you can get <laughs> for your Patreon support. That is again, patreon.com slash PXS. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. So, uh, as always, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoy this here episode and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day and a lovely week until I see you again come Friday. So for now, adios, uh, Rivaderci. Bye.